More people and more couples are in therapy now than ever, and that's mostly a good thing. The normalization of prioritizing our own mental health and getting help working through the tough parts of a relationship are both vital steps toward couples staying in it for the long haul. Couples. Therapy. Couples therapy. Couples therapy. But there is a darker side to the recent uptick in therapy. More and more people are weaponizing therapy speak, using concepts from psychology to mask genuinely toxic behaviors. You know, you really shouldn't have started this whole gaslighting thing. So is more people in more therapy a good thing? Or can all that emotion talk be a trap? Here's our take on the rise of couples therapy, and when seemingly good intentions may be hiding something not so good. So what I want is to have zero responsibility, mm -hmm. to have all the sex I want. For a long time, couples therapy has been painted as a last-ditch effort, reserved for long-married couples at the end of their rope, or couples in crisis. But just like the stigma around individual therapy has shifted dramatically in recent years, becoming a vital part of any self-care routine, this former image of couples therapy has been broken too. Try to tell it to me from Raphael's point of view. Instead of saying anything, I'll pretend to be asleep. Research published this year shows us that people are generally expecting more from their relationships nowadays, and that they're more distressed when their relationships aren't going to plan. You're gonna be my co-parent, and I'm gonna have economic support, and we're gonna be partners. Mm -hmm. But on top of it, you're gonna be my best friend. Yeah. And you're gonna be my confidant. <laughs> and a lot of this is generational. According to research, millennials are the therapy generation, and represent a large percentage of both individuals and couples in therapy. A lot of young people are even seeking relationship counseling even before tying the knot. Counselor Natasha Silverman notes that younger generations are much more educated and aware of what to look for in a partner and in themselves, saying, I often see people who have done a relationship quiz or an attachment style quiz and realize that something about their patterns isn't quite right. Older couples were not offered that information, and it was normal to not be overwhelmingly happy in a relationship. It also used to be especially hard to get men specifically into therapy. A way lower percentage of men attend therapy even now, but that number is increasing. And this uptick in couples attending therapy together means that more men are being seen by professionals. So more men are becoming aware of their issues and getting help to work on them. You know, I had a lot of anger. Uh, I had a lot of... Uh pent-up rage because men don't show emotion. But now, many women are speaking out online about having men turn this around on them by using their newfound therapy language as a weapon. My love language is liking other girls' photos. Yeah, don't call me your boyfriend because it actually makes me feel quite gaslit. And professionals are sounding the alarm that when put into the wrong hands, therapy can become dangerous. Therapy is not an appropriate resource for abusers is because it teaches them how to be more sophisticated as abusers. Therapy isn't just a quick fix, especially couples therapy. It requires putting in the work and constantly examining ourselves to ensure we're not just co-opting the new terms we learn and are actually healing ourselves and our partners. A common problem emerging is that the language of therapy is being used in lieu of seeking actual help. So are you sorry? For not establishing those boundaries, yes. So what about sleeping with my partner? Well, since discovering the importance of boundaries, I feel comfortable asserting that I don't have the emotional capacity to engage with you on this subject right now. So even when people aren't in therapy, the fact that this language has become so readily available means people can diagnose others without being qualified to do so or without even knowing the person they're passing judgment on. All the girls that I talk to are shocked when I tell them that the guy that they've been seeing that's been f 
them around is actually a narcissist. Although it's great that more people are aware of mental health and can spot problems in relationships, the risk is that people are over-diagnosing or even misusing words entirely. For example, the term gaslighting has been appropriated in contexts where people just feel a little unhappy about how the conversation is going, thus defeating its original purpose of denoting when a person's reality is being completely undermined. Katie, gaslighting is a very strong term, so yes. explain that. Gaslighting is when you try to make someone else feel like it's their fault. The trouble with this co-option of therapy speak is that it undermines people who've actually experienced it, and popularizing false definitions of psychological abuse tactics can actually make it more difficult for people who have experienced those tactics to identify them. Another way that therapy talk becomes toxic is when people use it to legitimize their own toxicity. Some partners see therapy as a get-out clause, thinking that if they go and spill their thoughts to a therapist, they'll be validated and have done the work. I am utterly transparent and completely communicative about what it is I want. I'm also totally consistent. I am the easiest person to, to deal with. Another therapy tool that's being twisted is armchair diagnosing. The implication being that you're too mentally unwell and that you need to get help, but the intention being to hurt rather than to actually help. In a toxic partnership, telling someone they need therapy is used as an insult, a new faux-caring way of calling them crazy. Brooke, you're acting crazy again. Don't you call me crazy! On the flip side, Prince Harry explained that his wife Meghan Markle gently suggested he attend therapy after they had an argument. Ultimately, it helped Harry, something he talks about heavily in his autobiography, Spare. When used correctly and for the right reasons, therapy can strengthen and save relationships. The American Association of Marriage and Family Therapists reports a success rate of 98% for couples who go through marriage counseling, which has undoubtedly led to a decrease in divorce rates. Many people are now coming to realize that marriage isn't the happy ending we were sold by Disney. You meet, you have lunch, and you get married. It's actually the beginning of a lot of hard work. Bringing two lives together is tough, especially when, for many of us, it involves undoing a lot of past trauma that stems all the way back to childhood. And some relationships simply can't or won't weather that storm. We, we no longer speak the same language. In his book, Us, psychotherapist Terence Reel says that couples need therapy in order to break down the instinctive idea of me versus you and become an us. Well, we all marry our unfinished business. We all marry our mothers and fathers. We ultimately model our relationships on the issues our parents imparted on us, so it's vital if we want to avoid passing on these issues to the next generation that we go to therapy to resolve them. Ultimately, it's a good thing that so many more people are interested in getting help and that the practice has been normalized by high-profile couples. You need to brush up on your toolbox because you will find that person annoying. Relationships take work. And the popularity of couples therapy doesn't seem to be going anywhere soon, with the rise of what The Atlantic's Eliza Brooke calls therapy voyeurism, the entertainment of watching others in therapy. She suggests that the simple act of watching Showtime's docuseries Couples Therapy could actually help people and encourage them to seek it out for themselves. It's two people trying to make it through life together as partners, and they're each contributing whatever they can. It seems, along with traditional therapy, more people are seeking out new ways to connect with their partners and strengthen their relationships. 
hours, a live counseling slash learning module hybrid app is looking to make couples therapy easier, more accessible, and most importantly, more successful for those who use it. With something this important on the line, we need to make getting therapy right a priority. We can't just use therapy or therapy speak in a way that confirms our own biases. Couples therapy shouldn't become a way of getting one over on our partners. It should be a means of becoming a better team. We get on the same team here? Okay, I'm sorry. We're on the same team. Sorry.